0: We're back, and I am thrilled to be able to say we are back with a good friend, a man I have come to admire tremendously, David Clements. He has been a prosecutor in his native state of New Mexico. He has been a professor at the State University Law School. He has been a champion of election integrity. having been a victim of election fraud himself in a Senate race out in New Mexico, he took on, after the 2020 debacle, a concerted effort to get to the ground truth about what actually happened to President Donald Trump. Among other things, investigating assiduously affidavits that had been assembled from all across the country that persuasively made the case, as a former prosecutor, that there was fraud. There was malfeasance. There was criminal misconduct. And ever since I've met him, I have admired him, and never more so than at the present moment. We're delighted to have him with us here at the Conservative Political Action Conference in Orlando, Florida. David Clements? Welcome. It's good to have you with us, sir.
1: Hey, Frank. Good to be with you, and I'm I'm glad that I still have your admiration. The list seems like it's getting smaller and smaller as I fight this battle.
0: You are an acquired taste, my friend, as am I, and I have acquired it, so you're not going (laughs) to shake me easily. Let's talk a little bit about uh, something that you have turned your considerable talents to in recent months, namely trying to get forensic audits underway in every state. Across the country, uh, a huge undertaking. How's it going?
1: It is one of the most frustrating and difficult things I've ever endeavored to, to get involved with because it's not we, the people, that lack passion getting to the truth. It's these political bottlenecks that we run into. Okay. And in the urban areas where you've got a concentration of power, no one will let us look at the machines, no one will let us do the canvas. Um, so Now, these wouldn't be Republicans by any chance. In, would in some respects, it's the Republicans that are more hostile than the Democrats. No kidding. And, um, but we've had some breakthroughs. It's, it, as frustrating as it is, in Otero County, New Mexico, we prevailed upon a county commission who unanimously approved a full forensic audit there. And so we've been canvassing uh, over the past three weeks. We'll have access to the machines, but we're getting threats. Uh, Brian Colon, who's running for attorney general, he's a Democrat, has opened an inquiry. Uh, we've gotten some nasty grams accusing us of racism, uh, even though there's naturally. They're, they're naturally, right?
0: Default setting for all accusers.
1: But but um, the canvas results thus far, we've gone to over a thousand addresses and over, I want to say 40% of the voter rolls are off, 40%. And we oh. can break it down to categories. You get 29% where they're just, it's simply inaccurate. Those people don't live there anymore. We had 6%, I want to say, lost votes. These are people that swear up and down that they voted on November 3rd, 2020, and their vote is not reflected on the voter rolls. We've got 2% phantom votes. At least 12% of what we're seeing is absolutely machine-driven. And we're getting no cooperation from any of the the politicians there. So this is a ground-up movement.
0: When you're saying a lack of cooperation, that's one thing. Are you also experiencing... Act of opposition and yeah. subversion and other obstructionism? It? It,
1: it is. If you go into this process thinking that folks will work with you in good faith, you've got, a, you got another thing coming. We've got courageous county commissioners, and that's about it. Everyone else is dead set against us getting to the truth. Our goal is to decertify the elections in that county, or we'll take this as well, have a no-confidence vote in the machines and hold a paper election in the primary. And and my vision for the country is if we can Is find there
0: still time to do that?
1: Well, there's uh, it's getting shorter. May we got till May, so there's some time, but it's running out. Mm-hmm. Uh, but my goal is to get into at least all fifty states, find one county where we can get rid of the machines and start contrasting the results from corrupt election machines versus a true paper election. I think you're going to see wild anomalies between the two. Mm-hmm.
0: Um, we've learned a lot of lessons. And so when you say you think, that's based on
1: now well hard right now evidence. we we already have enough to decertify. Uh, this is what's difficult is everyone wants 100% proof, but in the process they won't give us the very things that we need to to give Funny them. how that works. Yes. <laughs> um, so we're a little bit wiser. Uh, New Mexico is um, leading the way and it's odd because we're one of the these backward states that everyone forgets about. And we've lost we've learned a lot of lessons out of what not to do. From Maricopa County Um, a lot of folks were excited myself promoting and I've been on your show many times saying let's get that domino to fall and what we saw was a level of uh, cowardice and infiltration that really left us with a a, a report that was incomprehensible in many ways Uh, the routers and spunk locks would have told us a lot those were never turned over Uh, a canvas An official canvas authorized by the Senate was never approved because of Merrick Garland and threats from the DOJ. And then you had actors that uh, were put put in place by Patrick Byrne and the America Project that, to this day, I'm scratching my head why these folks were there. Doug Logan of Cyber Ninjas, uh, his company's now defunct. They were held in contempt. Now, Patrick Byrne went on record saying that he thought that Doug Logan was incompetent. But then he turned around and paid him $5 million to oversee the audit. Um, Dr. Shiva shining light an experts expert wasn't was given corrupted ballot images when they had the intact images in place and wasn't given what he needed until two months after the audit was completed so when we do our post-mortem we're going this is either gross incompetence or it was purposeful to basically uh, you know have have a version of political theater where we all think that we're we're solving a problem and we're just scratching our head right now so New Mexico is if, if I have anything to do with it, we'll try to be the antithesis of what we saw in Maricopa. Lean tight. It's not for the cameras. This is just to get to the truth and we can move on.
0: And how far along are you in that process? We're,
1: we're three weeks in. And mm. and, um,
0: and how uh, long do you think it should take?
1: It won't take much longer if we can get uh, the machines. We're getting interference. So the latest nasty gram was from the Secretary of State saying, if you touch the machines, we will decommission them. And I'm sitting there going, well... You had me at decommission, just don't replace them with any more corrupt election machines. But there's there's a standoff right now. So um, we expect there will probably be challenges, but the work that we need to do with those machines probably won't take more than two days. Uh, It's just a matter of getting in and getting out.
0: Well, David, Godspeed in this mission. I can only tell you as one citizen who cares powerfully that we have free and fair elections going forward I'm very much of the view, as many of us are, that you can't get there from here unless you've figured out how have previous ones been interfered with and made unfree, unfair, and as a result, corrupted. I wanted to just take a couple minutes before we have to let you go, talking about something that uh, we happen to have here in the, uh, well, you can't call it flesh, I guess, but uh, a, a, an actual copy. Of something we spoke with you about previously in the abstract i call it the game Um, introduce it if you would and explain what it is
1: yeah so after that depressing update about the state of affairs (laughs) we all need a drink and sometimes uh when you have a nice drink you can play a board game to relax and this is what this is this is an election fraud board game and the concept And what's is, it called? Uh, election 2020, You Decide. You can find it at electionfund.com. And the best way I could describe this is it's Trivial Pursuit meets the Babylon Bee. Uh, a lot of satire. And um, the goal is for the red team and the blue team to try to acquire electoral votes. And you do that traversing the, the board. Uh, and once you get to a certain number, you get to go from the outside game to the inside game. And uh, corruption lying, obstacles, um, getting triggered, being sent to safe spaces is all built into the game. And uh, I think what sets this apart from every game that I've come across is the QR code technology where with on the cards themselves, on the box here, you can pull up these uh, rich digital postcards with media just stuffed in there. And you, you don't have to rely on Facebook doing your fact checking for you. You can just go to the sources, watch the videos for yourself, and it's not just the election. It really is a time capsule of 2020, um, whether it's the summer of love, as we call it, with Portland, Kenosha, Minneapolis, the COVID hoax, election fraud, and some of the political blunders that you'd expect with Hunter Biden and, and his father.
0: Yeah. And not least, Tony Fauci and the coronavirus uh, as another story. And, and I love this thing. Uh, friends of mine have been involved in it. You have, too. And uh, I'm a huge supporter of it it is a very clever entertaining engaging way to well i call it degaslight the american people about all of the things they've been lied to uh, uh, lied to lied about lied to about and and essentially equip them going back to what we were just talking about equip them to make better you know choices and understand how important those choices actually are mm-hmm. In the elections to come, whichever party uh, you favor or candidate, this is a way of sort of, well, I think of it as healing in part what has happened to our country over so many of these topics. And, you know, it's it's, to make a crude analogy, it's kind of like a festering sore on so many of these fronts. We're never going to heal. We're never going to get past the divisions that are tearing Mm -hmm. us apart. If we can't, ideally in a fun way, get down to the truth, and I think that uh, what David, you and and our friends involved in the game and people can find out how to get their hands on it at electionfun.com. That's right. Uh,
1: are making a real contribution to hopefully the healing that we all hope to have? I hope so. I mean, um, there's been a lot of crying over the past two years. It'd be nice if we saw a little bit more laughter and it's cathartic. Um, you know, a lot of the stuff that's in this game, um, it's depressing, but it's done in a way, again, like most people that are familiar with Babylon B. uh, the satire is so true that, uh, you know, sometimes we're finding that the greater truths you can find through humor. And, um, I'm proud of it. I'm proud of the game. I'm proud of, of, what it can teach folks in a very unconventional way. I think we've talked about in the past, we lament how conservatives aren't very good at having fun. Right. And uh, so I think this will accomplish um, the substantive thing that we love, which is to teach and learn, but have it in a, in a nice, fun package.
0: In, uh, electionfund.com, thank you for bringing it to CPAC and thank you for all the work that you've done to bring it to fruition. And I think it's, uh, it's going to be a very lasting contribution, and I hope the American people will, in fact, benefit from it uh, at a moment like this when it's so urgent they need it. God bless you. David Clements, keep up the great work. Come back Thanks. to us again very We're soon. if you Take, Take care. good care. Next up, we'll speak with Trevor Loudon. We'll capture some of his thoughts on the problem of the enemy within, specifically within the church.